I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. Got some great topics for you. Not too much, but the biggest one of them all is All-Star Weekend at the for the NBA this weekend. And it's always an exciting thing, even though LeBron has had so many injuries on his team. And replacements, it's going to be a good game. Starting with Gardner-Webb, though, spring sports is starting. Baseball team, they play Navy today. Women's, if I'm not mistaken, they play UAB today. Starting with men's basketball, who lost to Winthrop after Xavier Cook scored 33 points. They're 12-15 and 15 now. They take on High Point at High Point, which should be a win. But, I mean, what is your take on this, Will? Uh, so, when we were at the game, mm-hmm. I knew that this game was going to be a challenge, of course, considering that Winthrop is 16-9. and nine. But I didn't know it was going to be this big of a challenge. Uh, because, first half... Dogs actually did pretty good. Uh, not great, but they did good. And just when it looked like, you know, they were actually going to pull away with a, a probably a very close win. Mm-hmm. Like when they were down by three, uh-huh. they would try to go for a three to tie it, but they would miss. And then Winthrop would drive the ball down and score two, and they would be down. Dogs would be down by five. They would try to go for a three again, and then uh, Winthrop would take it back, and they would be down, and the dogs would be down by seven, and it just kept going on and on and on until uh, they were down by double digits. And I was just thinking to myself, this really isn't how uh, the dogs should be playing right now. Too many threes, I agree on that one. Um, also, they allowed so many layups with Winthrop yesterday. All I saw was layups for most of Winthrop's shots. And Xavier Cooks was just on fire. I think he had like what thirty-five points. He had th- yeah, he had thirty-five. He had thirty-five points and ten rebounds. <sighs> and you know, I mean, our guys, especially our starting core, um, David Effiani and Liam, they scored over twenty-plus points. But I mean. It was just not good defense for the dogs yesterday. I mean, no. they started out so well. It's like they give all their juice in the first half, and in the second half, they don't have any left. I know, and uh, no, they were taking too many threes, and they kept making some terrible fouls as well, thus giving a Winthrop more of an advantage uh, as it went on. They just played better than us. I mean, we can say the refs were terrible last night, which in most cases they were. Yeah, they kind of were. But at the same time, Winthrop just played better. I mean, you saw Winthrop when they took shots. They took necessary shots. They weren't shooting threes all day, and that's what killed us in the end. Yep. Women's basketball, though, they um, play High Point this um, Saturday as well. High Point, who is um, women, are 10 and 14. Gardner Webb women, 16 and 9. They have, they're on a one-game win streak, trying to go two. Women are looking decent this year. They have a big chance if they play as well as they started out this year. They can go deep into the tournament, maybe even win it, possibly, if they can beat Liberty and High Point women. So... Talking about the women, both te- both of these um, men's and women's basketball team are away, so yes. we won't get to study them. But a few games left. Women, they have to be on their tail because a week after the men's conference tournament is the women's Big South t- conference tournament. So there's a lot on the line for our for the women's basketball team, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Uh, considering you made it this far and actually have a, a pretty good record, uh, then uh, you the pressure is definitely on. Uh-huh, definitely. And I think that's what's going on with the women. I've noticed pressure. I've noticed how much their game style has changed. I mean, you're talking about how great they started, and now they're just struggling. It's, it's all about momentum here. They just need to keep it. Huh. I'm actually excited because spring sports is coming. Baseball oh. and softball have started. I love baseball. <laughs> you already know that. Oh, yes. I can't, I'm ready for track season, too. Mm. I'm Dra- so ready. Track is pretty good as well. Well, going on to the men's basketball, only one topic to talk about. 
an Arizona cheerleader got ejected in the game versus Arizona State. Yeah, that was actually pretty interesting. I saw the video, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Arizona cheerleader was, uh, like, you know, using the blowhorn or the megahorn or whatever the heck it's called against an Arizona State player, and the ref, you know, warned him, you know, you need to stop it, but uh, the Arizona guy wouldn't do stop, and then he would end up being ejected. It was funny because, well, I mean, it was funny because literally the, the refs have given them many ch chances. He gave them many chances, and it just kept going on and on, and, you know, it's not only reflects you, it reflects your school. Right. And especially the cheerleading team, you know? I mean, we've heard of basketball players getting ejected, but cheerleaders... That's well, something you just don't see every day. Well, I think the thing is uh, for a cheerleader to do is, well, what, whatever the name is, it means uh, it, you're supposed to cheer for your team. You're not really supposed to, like, you know, taunt to the opposing players. That's, uh, I know taunting is bad, but you should usually save, like, the teasing of the opposing players for, like, you know, uh, the people in the stands. But it shouldn't even, like... You shouldn't even overdo it. Like, using a blowhorn, that's, like, distracting the entire game. I mean, yeah. there's limits to all of that. It's, all, it's almost like you're using a Vuvuzela at, like, a basketball game. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> or a baseball game. Yes, I mean, I don't know. That just is bad reflection for me. Going on to the NBA, Cavs are looking good. Their defense has really stepped up. In addition with Rodney Hood and George Hill and Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson, they're looking good again. So we talked about talking about this Cavs team. What has been your perception of them so far? I mean, defense has gone from a C minus to a B plus. They've dropped so many, gained so much. Cavs have just been an on and off uh, team as of uh, late. They might not be able to win the Eastern Conference this year. I don't think they will. But the Celtics are uh, the Celtics are skidding though, so that's kind of like so, bringing so, their hopes up. So that kind of leaves the the Raptors uh, though, <laughs> kind of. Who would have yeah. thought the Raptors would be uh, talked about this much? Uh, but I talking know. about the Cavs. Um, uh, I'm just uh, surprised because uh, we all know that throughout the last couple of years, the Cavs have ruled the world of basketball. And which whichever team holds LeBron James has dominated basketball. It's like he makes those players even better. And and they went from like a below average team to all of a sudden a good team uh, mm -hmm. within a couple of weeks. So I mean, not only that, but the Cavs have opened a lot of space. If LeBron chooses to stay. They will have $300 million cap space here. Hmm. They have a lot that they can go and get, which is very scary to think. But, I mean, if LeBron leaves, they lose money. So yep. that's, you've got to lean to, you have to lean towards how you're going to keep LeBron. And, and the Cavs fan base might drop a little bit as well. Oh, heck yeah. Jerseys will be burning and everything. Go, before we go to anywhere else, let's talk about the um, All-Star Weekend. All right, so we like we said, Team LeBron versus Team Stephen Curry. We discussed the teams. We know what they're capable of. LeBron's had four of those injuries. No DeMarcus Cousins, no Porzingis, no... <clears throat> Excuse me. Ouch. That hurt. So no Cousins, no Porzingis. In fact, four of the players on that team are hurt. So people like Paul George have come in, and, you know, even DeAndre Jordan stepped in. But even exciting, the dunk contest, Donovan Mitchell... From Utah Jazz, rookie out of Louisville, Victor Aladipo from the Pacers, Larry Nance Jr. from the former Laker, now Cav, and Dennis Smith Jr., rookie out of NC State who plays for the Mavericks. So this, this is looking good. For the first time, we don't see the same people. You know, last week we usually see um, Aaron from the Magic, and yeah. then you usually also saw, I'm try, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Who does he play for? 
The Timberwolves. I'm trying to remember him off the... He won the dunk competition on two years ago. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, and he, I had him... I wrote him down. I don't know where I put it. But this is a whole different cast now. So this is going to be interesting. And if you look at how the dunks from these players... Honestly, I think I'm going to take Victor Aladipo to win this one. The dunk contest? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll go with him as well. I think this is definitely uh, an improvement. Because we're not just looking at, like, you know, the best of the NBA. We're looking at the future oh, yeah. of the NBA. Heck yes. It's looking very good right now. Yes. Then um, the three-point contest. No Stephen Curry this year. It's Eric Gordon from the Rockets. Clay Thompson from the Warriors. Paul George, Thunder. Kyle Lowry. He is not playing for... He's playing for the Raptors? I thought he played for the Cavs. No, oh, no he's playing Raptors. for the Raptors. That's the Raptors. I was thinking Corver. Yeah. God. Um, Bradley Bill from the Wizards, Devin Booker from the Suns, Wayne Ellington from the Heat, and Tobias Harris from the Clippers. So, who do you think will win this three-point competition here? That's also a bit of a tough one, but I think I'll go, uh, go with uh, Clay Thompson. He's usually, uh, besides Stephen Curry, he's usually the Warriors' go-to guy for a three-pointer, and mm -hmm. I just don't think uh, he's uh, anywhere close to disappointing. I think Kyle Lowry will win it. I don't know. Either him or Bradley Bill. Going to the um, Winter Olympics, a lot... For the first time, we don't see the U.S. in the top four. It's Norway dominating here. Norway has 19 total medals right now. Germany leads with nine gold medals. But Norway, they have six gold, eight silver, and five bronze. The U.S. is down here if we go to fifth place down here with five gold, one silver, two bronze, eight total. So 19 total for Norway here. Yeah, I remember, we, we have this little discussion about... Uh, with a group of friends on who we think will win the most medals. Uh huh. I don't know if anybody even picked Norway to be within the top three. I'm, I knew Canada would be in there. I didn't. Ex I should have picked Norway because just because they're in that mountainous region where they could practice all they want. Oh, definitely. And the U.S. has limited resources where they could do that. But I mean, this is, Germany kind of surprises me too. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think Germany would be at their top of their game either. They're no, second. Ger no, Germany can be pretty good in both summer and winter. Yeah. Still though, I mean. Who's Great Britain's all the way at the bottom. Look, they got one total medal. Oh, wow. Bless their heart. So now going to the NFL, two things to mention for the NFL here today, Will. Okay. First off, the big one, Frank Rach, Eagles offensive coordinator, is the new head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So Josh McDaniel said no. Frank here said yes. What do you think about this, Will? How does this help the Colts? I mean, we're talking about a guy that worked with Carson Wentz, made him almost MVP-worthy until he got injured. A guy that turned Nick Foles into a Super Bowl MVP. What is your take on this? I think this will hurt the Eagles, but it will also help the, the Colts a little bit as well. Because the Colts are desperate for a good offense, and Andrew Luck just gets injured all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, with the help of uh, Reach, uh, then this will just improve the Colts greatly. They still won't be a great team. Oh, but of course uh, not. No, but they'll, they'll be on their way. They just need uh, the right to coaches. I think that... If you train with Andrew Luck and get him back to where he needs to be, you could be a good team again. And also, it depends on how you draft and what you do over the offseason, of course. But right. this is actually good for the Colts. I, You know, such a shocker that Josh did that to them, and now they've rebounded greatly. I mean, they could have gone with someone off their staff, and they didn't. They got mm -hmm. someone who was part of a Super Bowl-winning team. Yeah, so I'd say this is a smart move for uh, Indy. Definitely. Interesting fact, you know, the Raiders... Um, Sebastian and just Sebastian Janikowski, he's been with them for 18 years. Right. He the run ended. He is going to retire. He's leaving the team and retiring. 
And with that being said, Tom Brady is the only player of the 2000 draft left in the NFL. Wow. Who would have thought? And no one expected this to happen, but it just did. It was announced breaking news yesterday. Yeah, no, I uh, saw on ESPN, and uh, I respect Janikowski. He's a really good kicker, uh-huh. and he could help out the Raiders whenever they're in a tight situation. So I think for him to go out to like this... Uh, while the Raiders didn't uh, do all that well, I think this is definitely a good way uh, to uh, go out. Definitely. I think it's going to be very missed because now he was one of the top kickers. And it's just crazy to me. Also, James Harrison is the only player left of the 1999 draft. So oh, that's interesting oh, wow. to me. Going to college basketball picks now. Starting us off tonight is Rhode Island at number 16. They take on tournament notable St. Bona. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Rhode Island in this one. The reason is because who would have thought that uh, a small school like Rhode Island would be uh, doing so well? Number 16 in the nation. They only have three losses right now. Uh, and they won 16 games in a row. And I think they're only going to get better. I'm going to go with the Rams. I would go with St. Bona in upset. And St. Bona is the only team that can really stand up to Rhode Island. I think this is a series that will be tied at 1-1 to because they play each other twice. Right. Keep an eye out for that series. Texas A&M is back in the rankings as tomorrow they play on their foe. Arkansas, who's very underrated, 18-8. and eight. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, I think I'll go with Arkansas. They're coming off on a 75-64 to 64 win against Ole Miss. Meanwhile, Texas A&M is just struggling uh, a little bit. Uh, they lost to Missouri. Uh, I think I shall go with Arkansas and upset. They put up 82 points a game, and you can't uh, deny that. I'm going with Arkansas on upset here as well. Texas A&M is just not a good... When I think of Texas A&M, I don't think of basketball. Now, right. They started off well, upsetting West Virginia the first game of the year. Then they fell off completely. And after that one-point loss to Kentucky, they weren't the same. I'm going with Arkansas. Number 20, West Virginia takes on number 13, Kansas, in a big, big 12 matchup. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this is, this is a bit of a tough one. Now, West Virginia has been surprising everybody uh, this whole season. Meanwhile, Kansas has been a bit of a wild card. Uh, some people think they're gonna, going to do great this season. Other times, uh, they have just uh, haven't to, hit, been uh, quite on par. Uh, but I think I'll go with uh, Kansas in this one. Uh, they need to win uh, badly if they want to uh, gain some momentum, even though they come off with a good win against Iowa State. I'm going to go with Kansas this year as well. West Virginia is also struggling, and Kansas has more momentum, I feel like. So I'm going with them, the Jayhawks. Number 14, UNC is on fire again after... A surprising struggle. They take on Louisville. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, UNC dominated against Notre Dame. They won 83-66. Meanwhile, Louisville also dominated. They beat Pittsburgh 94-60. to So both of these teams would like to win badly, and they would like to get back into the ranks. Uh, I shall go with Louisville in an upset here. I'm going to go with UNC. I feel like UNC has the most momentum here. Now, it depends on how they play on defense-wise, if they, they want to beat Louisville, but I think they'll win it. It's the game of the week. Number three, Villanova Wildcats takes on number four, Xavier. Who wins this one, Will? This is uh, really tough. Um, Villanova trying to come back with a loss to uh, an underdog uh, like Providence. They lost 76-61. Meanwhile, if Xavier has won nine games in a row. Their last win was against Seton Hall. So obviously Xavier is going to this game with momentum, but I say Villanova bounces back and wins this one by three. Winner has first place in the Big East. Villanova has lost two of their last three games. Xavier has changed their season around, but I'm going Villanova here. Sunday, we got some interesting games, including very underrated number 11 Clemson faces Duke as Duke comes to South Carolina. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this is tough. Clemson is trying to 
come back after a loss against uh, Florida State in overtime, too. Uh, but they uh, maintain in the, within the top 25, and the Duke is not too far behind them. Uh, but I think I shall uh, go with uh, Clemson to win this mm. one. I'm going to go with Duke in a very close game. It depends if Marvin Bagley is back from injury and is on full is 100%. Not to mention Duke has to make a lot mo- a lot of their free pointers that they take because obviously they're going to take a lot. Definitely. Number 8, Ohio State trying to bounce back from a one-point loss to Penn State last night. They take on their rivals. Number 22, Michigan on Sunday. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, Ohio State. Uh, you know, whenever you uh, lose a close game, it's usually heartbreaking, and it's usually on your mind for a while. But uh, Ohio State just needs to be, uh, keep their heads on straight and uh, just stay focused uh, for this one game. You're playing your arch rivals, not only in uh, basketball and football, but probably in all the Big Ten. Uh-huh. Uh, Michigan uh, right now has the higher momentum. They uh, are coming off on a two-game win streak, and they're looking to add three to that collection. Uh, but I shall go with Ohio State in the for the win here. I'm going with Ohio State in a very close game. I feel like, you know, both of these teams have ups- have done a lot of damage. They've been great this year, very underrated. I'm going to take the Buckeyes, though, over the Wolverines. And finally, number 19, Wichita State takes on number 5, Cincinnati. The Bearcats lost last night. They hope to bounce back. Wichita State is finally getting their names back out there after a little skid. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, uh... Well, I never would have thought that Cincinnati, honestly, would end up in the top five, to be honest. Right. The fir- three of the top five teams surprise me right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Wichita State, uh, they are, uh, they, la- their last game was a pretty good win against uh, Temple. Uh, so they have uh, all the momentum that they need. Uh, but I think that uh, Cincinnati, the Bearcats, shall survive. I'm going with the Bearcats in a close one here. I just think Gary Clark is on a fire after struggling these a couple of games, now he's back. It's, it's looking pretty good for Cincinnati. Plus, when you lose the way they did, I think that's going to be on their mind. I got Cincinnati. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. See you next week.